0: Oh, not that's
1: Welcome to the latest episode of Dawri, the Saudi football podcast. And this week, uh, we're looking at the latest action from the AFC Champions League. I look forward to the upcoming fixtures, of course, in our beloved Saudi Pro League. With me, as always, is Arab News sports editor Ali Khaled, A.K. welcome back. Now, before we get to the football, I do you have to say it's been a massive, massive weekend of sport in Saudi Arabia and Riyadh in particular. Hi, Peter. Good to be back. Uh, yeah, uh, two major events uh, over the
0: last few days: the Saudi Cup on Friday and Saturday, as we know, uh, horse racing's most valuable uh, event, uh, and of course, uh, the main race, the 20 million uh, top prize main race wow. of the Saudi Cup <laughs> <laughs> last night was won by Senior Boscador. I hope I said that right, you know uh, again, yeah. just in, in you know, I've, um, I didn't make it this year, but I have covered this event in the past. Um, really, really good. It's uh, it's like it, it's, since it started in 2020. um Honestly, like it, they went like from it went from like zero to 100, as you say, you know, like uh, uh, in terms of the the quality of horses. In a racing. couple of
1: furlongs.
0: Yeah, yeah, in a couple of words, very good. Um, it, just in terms of like the jockeys, in terms of like uh, the, the horses, the trainers that come there, it's absolutely incredible. And um, uh, the the Friday is usually is usually what's called the International Jockeys Challenge. That they bring a lot of uh, uh, like male and female uh, jockeys. Uh, twenty twenty was the first time the female jockeys raced in Saudi Arabia for the first time. So really, really good, interesting, uh, uh, great event. And uh, on Saturday night as well, uh, there was uh, the first ever major international uh, mixed martial arts event, the Professional Fighters League. It was called the PFL. Uh, champions versus Bellator champions, you know. The, uh, of course, PFL Professional uh, Fighters League uh, recently acquired um, uh, mm. Bellator, and uh, this was uh, a big event in Riyadh at the Kingdom Arena, uh, the main event. So, uh, Renan Ferreira beat Ryan uh, Bader in in the heavyweight. Bout. Big result, uh, Big result, big result, big result, and really interesting because now the winner uh, will face. Francis Ngannou, of course, who, who fought Tyson wow. Fury recently, and Francis Ngannou will be making his PFL debut when he fights. Uh, well, we now know uh, Ferreira. Again, huge, uh, huge event. So plenty going on on top of the football, which has been going on over the last, few, uh, you know, over the last week as well.
1: Great stuff. Uh, onto the football, um, we're in the middle of round 21 of the Saudi Pro League, uh, and there was some continental action in midweek as well. Yeah, we uh, we, we had the Champions League
0: uh, round of 16. Uh, you know. Second legs uh, uh, during the week al Hilal beat Safahan, uh you know three one having already beaten them three one in, in Iran, so pretty comfortable six two uh, aggregate win for the Saudi league leaders, uh, you know as we expect with Hilal, we always say they're very comfortable going you know fighting on multiple fronts, uh, yeah, mm. comfortable win for them uh, in the old saudi tie Al Nasser beat um, Fahad two 0 both from Otavio and Cristiano Ronaldo as always three uh, 0 <laughs> aggregate win uh you know uh, they they too as well you know i mean they they match al hilal you know step for step in in, uh, yeah. in asia and um you know they're seven points behind the spl but they really are the only the only uh legitimate challenges. so uh you know, it's shaping up to be quite a battle between those two clubs at home and, and, and in Asia. Uh, finally, it had beat uh, Navbahor of Uzbekistan 2-1 to make it three out of four clubs uh, into the quarterfinals for Saudi. Of course, you know, like couldn't have been four out of four because two of them were playing each other. So as good as it gets, really, for the Saudi clubs at the moment.
1: OK, uh, Ali, we said it time and time again this season, and and, and you have, uh, just to reiterate, the Saudi clubs really look like the ones to beat in the Champions League. Uh, but again, I'm going to ask you, put you on the spot. Can you see anyone stopping them? Not just from, you know, the Western zone, but Eastern zone as well?
0: Yeah, good question, be I mean, it's hard to see it, really. Uh, I think... Al Nasser and Hilal just look so good at the moment. Al Nasser playing fantastic football all season and then Hilal, as usual, playing great football. Um, Honestly, I can't see anyone from the Western, uh, sorry, from the, yeah, from the Western zone stopping them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, once it gets, uh, you know, uh, to the final as well, it's really hard to see, um, to see them like uh, see that a non-Saudi team will win it. You know, there, there's always good challenges, of course, from the uh, from the Eastern zone, but uh, not this year.
1: I'm pretty confident one of Al-Hilal or Al-Nasser will win it. Okay, uh, moving on to our beloved SPL, Saudi Pro League. We've already had a few matches this weekend, but the big one yet to come.
0: Yeah, uh, so, um, you know, with the participation in the Champions League, the, the big clubs got, you know, it was a staggered match day. They get to play later in the weekend uh, and at the start of the week. So, uh, you know, we've had a lot of draws, Pete. uh, Three 1-1 draws, actually. Uh, Al-Riyadh and uh, Al-Rad, Fatih and Damak and Al-Hazm against Khalid all finished 1-1. Uh, al Taawun strengthened their grip on fourth place with a 3-1 win over Al-Uqtud. You know, we say it week after week, Peter. What a story uh, al Taawun has been. You know, arguably one of the best of the seasons. Uh, we love them. Our um, entertainers. You know, yeah, we like them, you know, and, uh, you know, fantastic that they keep, you know, they've kept it up. You know, they have not dropped off one bit. So. Uh, we're also big fans of Al-Ahli. Uh, and mm. I know our, our as is uh, our guest, who will join us soon. Uh, we've always like, uh, you know, we like their entertaining football they uh um good win for them 4-1 against altai roberto Firmino back with a couple of goals you know he hasn't he hasn't been, you know hasn't really performed this uh, well this season and there was one uh, goal each from Riyad mahrez and frank Kessie. and as our guest will tell us later a fantastic goal by altai mm. uh, and um yeah so uh, um look forward to hearing all about that uh, so al ahly you know, promoted last season. Let's not forget, Peter. Find themselves six points behind Al Nasser, or yet to play, of course, and five ahead of Al and They're in that comfortable position in third place. You know, they—they. They, it looks like third place is theirs. You know, there doesn't seem to be much. There's, there's going to be like too much pressure from behind them, and we can't really see them challenging for the title just yet. So, uh, yeah, good, good season for them. Yeah.
1: Okay, as as we sit in the studio today, though, the the big boys are yet to play, Ak. Yeah,
0: uh, you know, the the massive Riyadh derby between Shabab and Al-Nasser. You know, I don't think Al-Nasser have much of a margin for error. You know, no no slip-ups there for the yellows in their title challenge. Um, Even at this stage, you know, um, and I I do expect them to win. You know, like it's always, uh, Riyadh uh, derby is always fantastic, but I, I expect Cristiano and co. to come through. Uh, but honestly, I think one of the, the probably the, the, the match of the round is etifaq hosting uh, Al-Hilal. Really intriguing match, you know, Steven Gerrard's etifaq were one of the most, if not the most active club in the transfer market, uh, uh, in the winter transfer market. Uh, you know, it paid off last week, immediately, uh, first win in nine matches, I believe, I think it's first win in nine matches, uh, 2-0 against Al-Khalij um, so yeah, really looking forward to that. I think that'll be quite interesting. Al Hilal look unstoppable at the top as they always do, but uh, but yeah. this could be a real test for them. Um, you know, is, you know, coming back from the European game, uh, and um, Al nasser will be hoping for a favour from Ittifak, uh, but this is familiar territory for Hilal. You know, you know, they really know how to navigate busy fixture lists. Or, you know, over the last few years, they've shown that, uh, whether in Asia or at home, they are relentless. Um, um, and at the moment, uh,
1: it, it's hard to see them faltering, but it should be a great game against Ittifaq. Great stuff! Um, great time to bring in our guests. It's always a, a great pleasure. Um, such an insight when you two guys get together. Just in awe of when you start talking about our, our beloved game in the Middle East. It's a, a warm welcome back to Matt Monahan. Matt, how are you?
2: Oh, I'm great, thank you. Yourself.
1: Very well, very well. All the better for hearing your dulcet tones um, and hand it it over the reins to you and Ali to discuss uh, what is a monumental week and weekend of sport. Matt, good to have you back as always.
2: Oh, a pleasure,
0: mate. Thank you. So I know uh, it's been a busy few days for you. I know, um, uh, as I'm sure our listeners know, not only do do you... keep an eye on, on Saudi league and you cover the Saudi league and you commentate on the Saudi league and you do the same for the UAE pro league as well. So we're going to start off with the Saudi league. Uh, actually, we're going to start off with the champions league, if, if anything like the midweek uh, games. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously three out of four couldn't have been more for the, for the Saudi clubs. Um, how did you see uh, their performances?
2: I think I'll start with that Ruben Neves go. Um, that was what a goal that was. I think I think Neves is just so far for Al Halali's I think he's I mean he's played well. I think he's been like a cog in the machine. He's fitted in well, but we've not seen those. I guess we got spoiled with those when he was at Wolves. He was doing them with more regularity. I think that was the first off the top of my head. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's the first like you know Ruben Neves trademark long distance drive. And uh, what a finish that was.
0: Yeah, uh, you're right. I mean none come to mind. You know I might be wrong. Yeah, I, I can't think. What's, I might be wrong as well.
2: But yeah. Yeah.
0: But yeah, fantastic, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and uh, you know, I'd say comfortable for al Hilal.
2: Yeah, very comfortable. And then I guess just for me, it's like, on well, the simplest way possible, just look at the names of the goal scorers for al Hilal. I mean, isn't in the, uh, winning both games 3-1 and then yeah, you yeah, know, the one this week, you've got the AFC play of the year in Al Maldauteri, Ruben Neves, you know, wonderful goal, wonderful play. And then Mitrovic, what a signing he's been. He was worth the wait, wasn't he? Worth the hassle of the summer, Mitrovic, to, to get him through the door.
0: Uh, would you say the signing of the season mitrovic uh he's got yeah. to be in the running he's got to be in the running
2: yeah i think i think he's been great i think he's just it's not just his it's not just the stats it's him as well i think it's what he adds to that halal side i think you very rarely see strikers with uh, like his aggression and physicality in the in middle east football I think he's been just uh, fantastic. I think hes uh, he reminds me so much of like, um, I guess, a, you know, he's in like Baffertimi Gomes mode that he can really be a handful up top. Um, I'd say his aggression is even higher. He's, I think he's a quicker player than the Baffertimi Gomes that we saw at Al as well. Um, I, I, just, I, I love him. I think he's been a, a wonderful addition. Him, obviously, with his compatriot SMS as well. It's a great duo. Um, yeah, great. And you think Al Halalal doing all this as well, and we've barely seen Neymar. So it's, it's quite outstanding. Incredible,
0: uh, and um, Al Nasser. You know, I just mentioned earlier that you know they're obviously Al Hilal's biggest challenges, both at home and in and in um, and on, in Asia. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, again, matching Al Hilal step for step in the Champions League.
2: Definitely, I think an, uh, an underrated player for them is I'll Obviously, the current Portugal yeah. international field, I think he kind of. All the attention is taken by Ronaldo. Then in the summer, like uh, Laporte and Brozovic, I think they were the real man Mane, of course, as well. But I think Otavio has been excellent. Whenever I've seen NASA play, he's such an important player for Castro's uh, tactical setup as well. And yeah, he gets on the score sheet. And obviously, of course, Ronaldo does. And you can see, I think, uh, I don't know, it's always dangerous to read too much into social media, but it seems that Ronaldo, if you look at his social media posts, he is so determined to get a AFC Champions League title. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, you mentioned Otavio. I'm a big fan of uh, Taliska as well. Anderson Taliska, fantastic player. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really sort of uh, coming to his own, And obviously one of the ones who have been there for a few years as well. I did Mm -hmm. mention recently, and it might have been on on your last visit and, and we said that Ronaldo is the ultimate professional. He wants to win absolutely everything. But there is a possibility if, if Al Hilal start running away with the title, if there's that gap grows, you know, maybe the focus will shift very strongly uh, on the Champions League.
2: We'll wait and see. Yeah, we'll see. I think it's all about momentum at the stage of the season, though. And you, yeah. I think I think I've mentioned this at the time as well that schedules aren't as punishing as they are in Europe. So yeah. I think you can more play like your strongest team basically every game. That's true.
0: Uh, and, yeah, just finally on uh, comment on Al Ittihad. Obviously, Ettihad is way out of the uh, running for the title uh, at home. So, yeah, they, you know, they will be focusing, you know, putting all their efforts into winning uh, uh, the, the Champions League. But I would, I would put them, you know, definitely as third favourites of the Saudi teams. Would you agree with that?
2: Yeah, I think Benjamin is going at the right hand as well. Mm-hmm. Saw his own goal. I think what's interesting is the dynamic between Benzema and Hamdala that I think it's like old versus new for Al Etihad and that's why I feel the hour of the club that you've still got guys like Hamdallah. I don't think we're really planned around for them being prominent performers this season that's but right. still, uh, you know, he still contributing he gets the goal um, and obviously Benzema We've had, I mean, you don't know where you're coming and going with Benzema at the moment with Al Etihad and um, yeah, he, he scores the own goal in midweek and just hopefully now he'll be we get to see a consistent win of games from Benzema because obviously you cannot doubt the guy's quality.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about the other Arab, Arab clubs, you know, uh, in the Champions League? Any one we should yeah. an in Well, yeah. So,
2: Well, yes, obviously we've got the only one left is Alain of the UAE, the, the UAE's most decorated club, the only UAE team to, to win the AFC Champions League. We've been right, finalists, man. beaten finalists a few times as well. I think for Alain... There's things are starting to click with Hed and Crespo, aren't they? Um, they've won five of the last six games in all competitions after Crespo had, you know, a bit of a mixed start um, for Alain. There was a bit of pressure building early doors, but I think they really come together. And then I think we just uh, maybe, I mean, what I'd say one of the, the top five best performers so far in the Champions League this season, Brahimi their Morocco winger. He's been, Brahimi, sorry, he's been fantastic. Um, and then you've got that link up with Rahimi and Kadjo Fodolaba, the Togo international striker, and those two are just they such good players. Uh, the quality behind them in midfield as well. Park, I thought when I thought South Korea when at the Asian Cup they played well, and Park played well in defensive midfield. Um, and yeah, I think that you know, Alain are a, a team of rich heritage, rich uh, winning culture as well. With Hernan Crespo, you've got a guy who has been there and done that as a player. He's got a you know, has had continental success as a manager as well in South America. So, yeah, I think they, they can't be discounted in that, that tie against Al Nasser to come next month. Those ties are something really to wet the whistle, I think.
0: Ah, fantastic. And uh, moving on to the Saudi Pro League. Um, tell us about, I know you commentated on uh, a big match uh, yesterday, interesting match, uh, Al-Ahli's win. Tell us about how was that, uh, Matt, mm-hmm. and tell us about that special goal you, you mentioned off-air earlier.
2: You know, I absolutely love this game. Al-Ali versus al sorry, i versus Al-Ali to get it completely correct. Al-Ali, uh, they began on incredible speed. They were having chance after chance after chance after chance after chance. The ball just would not go in. And then in the 43rd minute, uh, they hit the bar through Mary Demaral, the Turkey centre-back. And about 20 seconds later, uh, Bernard Mentor, the Ghana international, had gone from like left-back spot, run about 60 yards, beating several Al-Ali players. And then with the calmest finish you've ever seen, just placed it past Eduard Mendy, of course, is one of the world's best goalkeepers, uh, completely against the to play. And it was something that, I don't like to take this guy's name in vain, but he was Maradona 86-esque. It was absolutely incredible goal. And I think for, just a very briefly touch on Altai, uh, Mentor, I think he's got now eight more goals than any of his teammates. They are in the relegation zone. I think if he, had, he hadn't been brought in during the summer and making the impact he is doing. I think they'd be, you know, dead and buried now in regards to Russian side of the league relegation, but they're still fighting. And then after that, I think again I'll just touch on the you can simply just look at the score sheet, look at the names of the guys who scored. Firmino Netting twice, Mara uh, slotting in from the edge of the box, and then Kessie with a really well taken header. Kessie, of course, the Afcon hero for Ivory Coast. I think he we're talking about signings of the season. I would put him right in the mix as well, Frank Kessie. Yeah. I think he's been brilliant. He's been wearing the captain's armband as well for Al Ali. Um I, also, I just feel I feel so positive about Al-Ali. It's, it's not about this season. It's about next season for Al-Ali, yes. of course. Just a bit of you know, context for people tuning in. You might not know Al-Ali are one of the traditional giants in Saudi Arabia, then they suffered a shock relegation after several years of incredible underachievement that culminated in relegation. But they're, they're back in the big time this time. And they their choice of manager in the Isla um, in his mid-30s, he uh, did so well with Red Bull Salzburg, and we know what the Red Bull Salzburg model's all about. It's about high-pressing, um, entertaining football. And it's a, tot- it's a real breath of fresh air for Middle Eastern football. Like, I've got the absolute utmost respect for Castro and Jesus at Al Nassa, But, you know, Yaisa's like half their age. It's a totally different approach. And I think they're really building. They Obviously, it's a show of character as well. They lost last week. They fell behind against the winner play and then they stormed back. So, they're a team that I very much will keep an eye on for the rest of the season and looking ahead to next season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. As we mentioned earlier, you know, they they find themselves in that third position, but comfortably in third position. They're not really going to go for the title or, you know, it's probably too late for that. Uh, but they should, you know, third place should be theirs uh, come the end of the season. So it is all about next season, as Matt said.
2: Great stuff. Yeah, and, the, of... and third, yeah. Place is, to say, third place is important as well for the new Champions League format as well. Yeah, so that's, you one know, well to hold on to that.
0: Fantastic. And, uh, yeah, brilliant for al- Al-Ahli and their fans uh, after a few years of massive underachievement, as you said. Um, I think that's yeah, a nice of, way of saying it. Yeah. A yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, couple of big games. Uh, you know, we've got, uh, you know, uh, Shaba- Al-Shabaab against al and, um And uh, the one that I'm really looking forward to is uh Etifak hosting Al Hilal. You know, couple of, you know what what do you think of these two games? Matt.
2: Uh, I'm really looking forward to Brozovic versus Rakitic. I think, be, I think that's great now. We've got these these names that have come into the Saudi League. You've got these lovely little storylines. Obviously Brozovic and Rakitic have been, you know, they've been they, they've been the support act for the Odrich, haven't they, for so long in the Croatia team and it feels quite trillish to say that about players of their acumen, but and it's, it's great to see those guys in Saudi Arabia. Rakitic obviously had a great start to life didn't he with Al Shabab. Uh, let's see if you can build on that. And then, yeah, the SFAC, like you talked about in the introduction, I commentated on the first game since the resumption last week. It's a yeah. much-changed team, um, and they were much improved uh, because, you know, the winter, again, I did quite a few SFAC games during the winter, and it was hard work. They were, particularly when Dembele got injured, they were just yep. completely uninspired. Uh, they didn't have the firepower at all. Uh, but that's changed um, on the evidence of last week. Uh, obviously, Gerard's got his new contract extension as well, so he's not going anywhere. They have really backed him in the transfer market, both domestically and foreign recruits. So yeah, it's it's a this is a test for al uh, So let's see how they come through it.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, and also, uh, uh, Matt, I mean. Al Nasser must be thinking, you know, if Al Hilal are going to, you know, drop points, you know, wh- you look at the you know, list and say, where are they going to drop us? This could be like, it could be one of those matches, you know, like, as you say, Al Etifa, fresh from the transfer market with a win after that long, long winless run. And um, so, you know, this could be one of those matches Al Nasser will hope uh, that, uh, you know, Hilal drop some points.
2: Yeah, I mean the the one thing you'll say, I think there's a heavy caveat. I think Al hawala are absolutely superb, yeah. So they have got away games against Etipac, Al Ali, and Al Nasser to come, and uh, the remainder of the season. So there are, yeah, there are some tricky fixtures to navigate, and um, this is a test today, particularly well off the it's only a few days since the Champions League. Um, that Champions League game with uh, late goals, wasn't it against Sepahan? So. Wonder how much energy was expended. Uh, let's see. But Al Halal have got such a, a rich and deep squad as well. So, yeah, if anyone can deal with the demands, they can. And with Jesus, what a manager Jesus is! Uh, I love him, absolutely love him, and um, I think he'll we'll get them through. But this is a test, so it's an interesting one to see. I'm really intrigued to see how Etifact, this new look Etihad, stand up
0: yeah look agree with you 100% Al-Hilal season after season they're absolutely relentless you know and even last year they didn't win any- last season they didn't win anything you know and you could see the determination you know it it doesn't go down well when they, they go trophy, no. so <laughs> no. so they they're going all out so agree with you there uh Matt we um, you know it's brilliant that you get to do all this uh, you commentate on the Saudi league and uh, you always bring in such uh Great insight, to uh, the uh, But of course, you know, you also do the same uh, with the UAE Pro League. Uh, give mm. us an update on that. You know, interesting uh, season as well there.
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, we're, we're mid again. We're talking. We're midway through a match week there. Um, Al-Wassel, they've been the story of the season so far, Al-Wassel's a good context for, I think people will know them for Diego Maradona's, uh, I think we we'll, we call it Entertaining Stint in start Charge, yes, about over yeah. a decade ago, yeah. uh, but they were they were the team of the 20th century in the UE, and it's been not the same at all in the 21st century, I think it's like approaching not far off 20 years since they last won the title, but at the moment they are as we speak, uh, 10 points ahead of second-place charge, although Alain and Al Ali have a few games to catch up. Uh, and they're looking really good, uh, Al Wasl They won again yesterday, uh, beating, uh, it's a name of a blast in the past, Walter Zenger's Emirates Club. Obviously, Emirates Club, who made headlines in the summer by bringing in Andres Iniesta. So, yeah, Al Wasl at the moment, but the team to beat. Uh, there's a very entertaining game as well, al like Jazeera, Al Nasser, uh, Noel Radoy, who's a name that is known in Saudi Arabia around the UAE. A losing defeat in UAE Pro League debut, sorry, debut defeat in UAE Pro League for at the helm of Al Jazeera. There's plenty of drama in that one with missed penalties and things like that. And yeah, I think with the UAE just in general, it was a disappointing Asian Cup, wasn't it? For the UAE, one of a few. I think, I think, I think it was a real Asian Cup of contrast wasn't it, for the the Middle East teams, Uh, teams that we expected to do well basically exited. In the round of 16, apart from obviously yeah. Qatar, and then and then the UAE and Saudi, I think we're in a similar boat in that respect. And yeah, there's there's still there's plenty of talented players in the UAE. Um, I think today as well we might see a debut. I'm doing the Shabab Al Ahli versus Al game, and Ezra Talahi, the Iran international, he was signed by Shabab Al Ahli. I, I think he's a player I I love watching Ezra Talahi. I think he's a real he's a real machine in the middle, isn't he for that Iran team? And he'll he'll be now playing in the UAE after he's had a stint in Qatar quite recently as well. Yeah, so we're be interesting to see how goes. Al as well playing tonight. Um, I think let's see now if Sabah Ali and Alain can make the most of their games in hand and try and apply some pressure to Al Wassel. But if Al Wassel won the title, I mean Al Wassel enormous support in the UAE, and it's been so long. I think it's I remember rightly it's 20, 2006 or seven since the last time they won the title. So they do manage to do the job. It's going to be party time in many parts
0: of the UAE. They've got a huge support across the country. Uh, brilliant stuff, Matt. Quick question. How is, uh, you know, for, for our listeners, you know, maybe people who you know, don't follow uh, UAE football too closely, but everyone would know the name of Omar Abdelrahman. How is the former golden boy doing?
2: <laughs> well, at the moment, I think twitching by social media is not doing a great deal. Yeah. Which is quite sad to see you know, he's only in his early 30s, but his career his career effectively ended, didn't it, back in winter 2018, um, just before the Asian Cup on the UAE. He suffered that absolutely horrific knee injury by playing for Al-Hawal. And he's just never recovered. Since then. He's someone who, in the early stages of his career, had a few knee injuries as well. And that last one, which I think, if, if I remembered right, I think he did about as much damage as it's possible to do to your yep. ligaments and his knee. And, you know, it's really sad he's gone, since then, he's in undistingu- distinguished spells of Al Jazeera, Ali and Al Wassel. Um, and he's just, he's not really playing any football at all. Um, yeah. Still, I mean, he's only 32 and it must be, I would guess, it's off the top of my head, it must be approaching five years since he last played for the UE as well. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's sad times. Yeah. It's,
0: it's really hard to, like... Um, sort of come back from such so many like setbacks once the momentum when once you start spiraling or once the momentum goes away it's really mm-hmm. hard to like come back from it it's such a shame but I will always say that before that injury he was absolutely superb for a good 10 oh, years incredible. I am um, absolute joy to watch
2: I before my time in the UAE I went as a fan to watch the UAE versus Uruguay at Old Trafford you know, to the London 2012 Olympics yeah Everyone in that stadium, we came to see Cavani, Suarez, etc. I uh, didn't have a clue about the UAE. And I've never experienced anything like it in a stadium because Omar de Ratman was comfortably the best player on the pitch. Nobody knew he was and You could hear everyone whisper going, who's that guy? Who's that guy? Because he had the, the haircut as well. You know, so that made him stand out with a big frizzy mop of curls. Uh, he was absolutely electric. He was unbelievable back in 2012. So how old would we have been there? He would have been about 20, wouldn't he, back then? And Yeah, yeah his, his career, I mean, he's had, obviously, the 2015 Asian Cup, he was arguably the best player in the 2015 Asian Cup, um, was inspirational, a year or so later, with Al LA and made the final of the AFC Champions League, but and then he got his big move to Saudi Arabia, because Kutatlan Abdi-Ratman was born in Saudi Arabia as a boyhood Al-Halal fan, apparently, uh, and he did well in his first month or so at Al-Halal in Saudi Arabia under George Jesus, but then, one of the worst injuries i've seen it was absolutely horrendous, uh, and he's just never really recovered from then he 's tried but it 's just when he was a player as well, he had real as if about his game um, yeah. just the one now I think right very similar to like after a thief type player as well um, and once he lost that yard or two a pace, it just was never the same again yeah it's I uh, mean you mentioned that
0: uh, Olympics uh, game in two thousand and twelve I, if I remember correctly, even like Wayne Rooney, I think tweeted about him saying something like "What a player that is." You know, quite a few people. Mm. I remember like in real time, you know, watching live was like, "This is a what a fantastic player." Mm. On Twitter, and after, that is-
2: after then, yeah, and after then as well, because he spent some time at City. I remember um, covering, Coffee Man City, spent quite a bit of time in the UAE, uh, and the players like Vincent Kompany and people like Yaya Torre, uh as well. I don't know, they spoke so highly about Omar abdul because uh, I think they've obviously been around him. Uh, I think Man City as well, if I remember correctly back in 2014 played like a the Open Hazard of inside Stadium with a friendly and Omar abdul Rachman played in that and the Man City players were like wow, he's fantastic, he's absolutely fantastic and that was no, uh, I- yeah.
0: What a player he was. That Honestly, for me, the peak, as you already mentioned, at the 2015 uh, AFC Asian Cup in Australia. I was there, Matt, as you and I have discussed in the past. I was there following the, mm-hmm. the UAE national team all month. And it was, it was absolutely incredible to see the impact that he had from the first match. I think it was against Qatar. They won 4-1. They were, yeah yeah. Again, the first few, like, we went outside the stadium after the press conference and, and a bunch of kids were waiting. And when he came out, they all rushed him. They, they took his autograph. Mm-hmm. In the second game, same, you know, like, uh, you know, the, you know the, the word had spread, you know, and, like, a bigger crowd was there, you know, cheering for him and all that, obviously very distinctive, very cool-looking. And, you know, as as it went match after match, you know, you know, we, we had... You know, the Australian uh, press, the, the foreign press were saying, you know, who is this guy? You know, like, well, why haven't we heard of him? You know, although, of course, he'd been around for a few years and they wanted us to translate, you know, just speak to him, translate for them and all that. And by the time they played Australia in the semi final, I think the local paper, it was in Newcastle, uh, the, the local paper said, you know, like it was one of the papers was like, you know, stop this man kind of thing. And it was an mm-hmm. absolutely incredible level and, and to me, the peak of Omar Abdurrahman. So,
2: yeah, yeah it was yeah. a joy to watch, a real joy to watch.
0: Brilliant stuff! Thanks a lot. Um, uh, I, I will uh, hand you over to Peter.
1: Brilliant, Thanks, fascinating, Alex. fascinating insights as always. Uh, look, it's going to be no surprise now because Matt knows the drill. Uh, we do, as always. <laughs> My line's breaking up. Guys, I think. You're,
2: cracking <laughs> up Pete. you're cracking up. You're cracking
1: up. Nice try, um, but it's it's <laughs> yeah. our time for our brilliant where we put you both on the spot, and I love this bit. Um, two predictions. Uh, from you, from you both this week. Uh, first of all, uh, Matt, we will come to you. First off, uh, we're going to ask you for a prediction on Shabab uh, versus NASA and then, of course, uh, Etifak against Halal. Uh,
2: uh, I'm going to be quite boring and go with the form on this one. I think <laughs> Nassar yeah. and Halal. I think I think they'll I think it'll be entertaining contest. I really do, but I think uh, I think Etifak and Halal will be closer than Shabab and NASA.
1: Mm. OK, good stuff. Uh, same for you, Ali Khaled. Yeah, I can't argue
0: with that. You know, I think uh, especially Shabab, uh, uh, Al-Nasser, I can see Al-Nasser winning quite comfortably. Uh, I'm going to go for like uh, 3-0 or 3-1. I'll say Shabab one Al-Nasser three. 3. Uh, I agree with Matt. I think the other one, it will be tight. But, you know, look, you know, when Hillel and nasser are in the form that they are, it's a bit like when you watch Manchester City or Bayern Munich, you know, just romp to the title. You know, you, they they go into matches and you expect them to win, and most of the time comfortably. I know Bayern Munich are not playing very well at the moment, but in general, like usually. Mm. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll go to Fak One, Hilal Two, uh, but the first one, Shabab One, Nasser Three.
1: Great stuff. Uh, that's just about it. So all that remains is is to thank today's guest. And let me just add to this uh, for those of you that listen to the podcast. If if anyone can come to me and give me the names of two people who are more up-to-date with their football stats and opinions, then uh, please, please do, because I can't I can't figure out. It's, it's always a joy to have these two together. So a massive thank you to Matt Monaghan, and of course our very own, our new sports editor, Ali Khaled. We will see you on the next episode of Dowry. Until then, take care.